Hello and welcome to the Children and Books podcast. Um, today we got a, a very interesting guest. It's Jenny English. And Jenny, maybe, maybe you want to introduce yourself to our uh, listeners. Yes. Thanks, Branko. So it's, um, thank you. It's Jenny England, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> no problem. Um, in actual fact, we used to, I'm used to lots of jokes about my name because we used to live in a street called Scotland Street when I was young too. So my name's Jenny and I'm, I always find it difficult to say, oh, what do I do? Because I feel like it's such a wide topic because it's like saying, who are you? Um, but I would say that I'm passionate about education for children and how they can fully express themselves through music or through language. And that's where my work's been for a lot of the last 20 years and within well-being for adults as well but in a really sort of creative playful way and my mom is quite a well-known Scottish writer and I think we're going to maybe talk about that today because it's had such a huge influence on I think the work with empathy that I've done with children. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jenny, I like to uh, to say hello. I'm very, very happy and proud that you are a guest. And it is totally interesting to see what you are doing. We had a little talk before we are going to the to the recording and wow, my ears are growing and I listen to everything and it is just touching and interesting. So I'm very happy that you are here today, that we can talk a bit about you, about your mother how it influenced you. And I like to say too, hello to Rachel. Hello. Hello from Scotland on the West Coast up here. So there's um, Jenny's in Edinburgh today. So that's good. We have a good Scottish contingency here for the podcast today. <laughs> yes. So that's lovely. <laughs> so Jenny, would you like to start off by telling us a little bit? I mean, your mum is the you know, very well-known Scottish author, Joan Lingard. And um, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like growing up with a with an author as a mother and how that influenced you in your life? Yes. Well, I did, in retrospect, I think how much I loved it, actually. Um, but I was... One of the best things was I loved her books, mm -hmm. <laughs> which was just delightful because I would look forward to each new book coming out, and I loved reading them. So, so that was just you know that was fantastic, and I guess she also instilled in us a real love of books. Books were really, really precious. And they couldn't be folded in a bad way. You had to look after them. And, you know, we were lucky that, of course, we did have books in the house, which was not my mum's experience because she came from a house without books, without, you know, wealth. Oh, yeah. went, you know, um, so she really did amazingly. And the older I get, the more I appreciate what she did mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. You know, and also I think secretly as a child, I kind of, there was a bit of like, oh, it's quite nice because you'd say who your mum was and they would say, oh, is your mum Joan Lingard? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, there was that sort of childhood pride. That means when you were, was in school, the children around you knew your mom or your, her name and her books. Yes, because we actually had to study her books at school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so they did. And yeah, so it was really interesting. It also meant we had to get involved in a lot of research with her sometimes in terms of traveling, because she wrote this series all about the Highland Clearances at one point called the Maggie Books. They were actually made into a TV series in the mm -hmm. late 70s. So we had to go and tour all the Highland Clearance sites. Um, and she also wrote one book based on my experiences um, in the 80s, like Greenham Common and protesting against nuclear power. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. so, she, um, so she wrote one book based on my experiences so that we so we did a lot of that together which I'm thinking about your your mother and son team here it's really beautiful to have that opportunity to do something together yeah it's like you were you were a collaborator with your mum sounds like it yeah. you know that she got you all involved and traipsed you all over the highlands to visit the you know the, the different settings for her books yeah absolutely and what also I think was quite influential was that all her protagonists were really strong women girls oh. Oh. so so great role models they always um they, they would stand up for what they believed in they would fight We would say the word feisty. I don't know if that's just a Scottish word, Rachel. You know, feisty is really strong. You might kick your heels up if you don't like something the way it is or you don't believe it's right. Yeah, feisty is a um, like a rebellious. Mm -hmm. mm. And yeah. But it, yeah, often used in relation to, to women or girls um, because I guess generally they're thought not to be so rebellious and forceful and you know strong-willed and strong-minded but I, I think Joan um you know was not afraid of putting strong characters in her books and strong themes and strong issues mm -hmm. as well quite um, contentious issues I think as well can you say a bit more about that Jenny yes sure um because The, I think the first books for teenagers that she became best known for was the what's called the Sed Sadie and Kevin series set in Belfast, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the 70s, 60s, 70s. And it involves a um, Protestant girl called Sadie and a Catholic boy called Kevin. So in one sense, it's a teenage romance, but it's a teenage romance across a very large religious divide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where families are opposed to this, you know, union of these teenagers. 
Mm-hmm. And when she first wanted to publish this, the publishers thought the topic was too difficult to approach. Wow. Um, and they mm-hmm. weren't keen. But then Penguin Books decided they were going to publish it. And it was a huge success. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah. And, and but do you think it, you you grow up like a little rebellion too? When uh, they, you are surrounded with books full of powerful girls? I think it gives... I think it gave us confidence to to to, to stand up for what mm-hmm. we believed. I mean, I think as a you know as a teenager, I became quite political against you know nuclear power. It was you know nuclear weapons at that time, and I just thought that was the normal thing to do. I think. Mm-hmm. I You know, it was acceptable to my mum as well, but I didn't, I don't think she was that happy about it because I got arrested and I ended up going oh, to, oh. to prison for a week, only a week. But she wasn't very happy about that. But because I was doing that, she set up an organization called Writers Against the Bomb. Mm-hmm. And the all sort of writers to sign this big petition and made posters. Um, so I think she was a great role model in that way. So she was supporting you too in this, uh, in this development, your, your own process. Yes. Uh, yes, I would say so. But I think a lot of that, when I look back, you know, is subconscious, but I think the influence that she had And I want to emphasize again, the more I read her books, just these strong women, I think, are so important for girls mm-hmm. to see in fiction. And maybe back in the 70s, there wasn't so many of those. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, and I have, there's three of us. So my mom has three daughters. Aha, <laughs> you're three. <laughs> We are three. <laughs> We have three. Um, but Rachel, you're you're just to say more about the general themes about connecting across difference, yes, which I think is yeah. so relevant for children today now, because it you know it feels like we've been entering a period of polarization more and more over the last few years greater divide between some communities mm. and I think her work is still really important and relevant um, for example you know there's been trouble again you know in Belfast just recently that has arisen over Brexit issues to do with Brexit but between you know the, the communities you know in Belfast so that's still relevant um, and she's taken the same theme and looked at it in many different settings. One mm-hmm. that might be interesting um, is my father, well, it's my stepfather, but we call him my father. He's Latvian, and she drew a lot on his experiences um, of being driven out of Latvia during the war by the Russians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different take on 
um, a Second World War story where okay. we're used to stories about the Jewish community, obviously, and the Germans. In this case, it's a story that has not been told so much, mm-hmm. where the whole Latvian community was persecuted by the Russians and found themselves in displaced persons camps in Germany during the war. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that she's taken up these type, these themes. Yeah, she is not worried or she is not, she has no fear to put the themes to the book, which are important. Mm, yes, in a very child-friendly way, I would have to say. So without taking out a lot of the harshness as well, mm-hmm. which some might agree or disagree with, you know. Yes, and I'm I'm just thinking that, you know, it, when, when thinking about writing, um, one is quite often advised to write about what you know. And mm. I'm just thinking about the fact that Joan grew up in in Belfast so she had first-hand experience of of what it was like Mm -hmm. you know to live in in a kind of place that felt divided a place where she felt that her you know her allegiances might be questioned in terms of you know what friends she makes and you know and interestingly Mm -hmm. enough that you know that she then marries a man who kind of experience has the experience of of a refugee somebody who's kind of you know ex- exiled or expelled from their home country and 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 needing to kind of find a place somewhere else in the world to 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 be able to to call that home which you know and what home means um which i guess is is about safety and security isn't it and mm-hmm. uh yeah it's it's really interesting and 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 that makes me kind of you know come on to how you have developed your um i guess your career jenny um in terms of communicating across divides can you can you say a little bit about that do you do you get what i mean yes i've been um working within um, well, non- non-violent communication and compassionate communication. Mm-hmm. And non-violent communication um, is a, a way of being together mm-hmm. where we can kind of understand each other without prejudice, um, connect empathically, and also get our needs met together which started with a man called Marshall Rosenberg um, in the States. And I kind of developed that idea through the creative arts to take that into um, a school setting and did a lot of training in that. So working within schools, sometimes with troubled um, groups of teenagers and um, also in a project that Rachel worked with too called My Shoes, Your Shoes which was about developing empathy through the creative arts. But does it mean that your mother brought your her experience from her childhood into your family and does she brought this uh, 
compassionate communication or non-violent communication to your family? No, that's something that I came across myself and disconnected ah, okay. with many yeah. years ago. She didn't bring that, but I realized... I think, it, yeah, yeah, but I think about this is so important, and I think this is a very good end. Branko, what do you say? <laughs> yes, definitely. Definitely. Then I would say Great. thank you, Jenny. We will talk again. Thank you that you was open to talk about your experience with your mother and her books and children books. It was totally interesting. And I say thank you to Rachel and Branko for our meeting today. Bonjour, au revoir, arrivederci, ahoy. Grazie.